In business, there are smart moves and not so smart moves, like getting bogged down with hundreds of resumes from candidates who aren't the right fit. That's not smart. Luckily, there's a smart way to hire at ZipRecruiter because its powerful technology scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills and experience and then actively invites them to apply to your job. That means you get quality candidates fast. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? JLD coming at you live with our income report for October of 2018. It was quite a doozy of a month, and you are going to hear exactly why it was such a doozy of the month. Quick little hint, we didn't spend a single month, uh, or sorry, a single day of the month in the Western Hemisphere. So that's just a little bit of a teaser. But real quick, even without us being one day at our headquarters in Puerto Rico, we still brought in our gross income for the month of October of $176,000. We had expenses of $23,915 for a total net profit of just a little bit over $152,000, which is an increase of $15,000 from September. And again, we spent half of September in Puerto Rico. We spent none of October in Puerto Rico. So pretty awesome for all of those reasons. Speaking of a location and financial independence, this is what it's all about, Fire Nation. And we have some awesome things, again, as always, to talk about today. We're talking about something called Puerto Palooza, something called Real Revenue. We're going to be talking about our trip overseas. But first and foremost, we're going to be having Josh Bowerly of the incredible accounting firm, CPAonfire.com, coming in to chat about some pretty cool things here. I actually learned something reading over what he's going to be talking about here today. So you're not going to want to go anywhere. But before I bring Josh on, Kate, why don't you say hello? It's been a while since you said what's up to Fire Nation. Fire Nation, it has been a hot minute. I'm super excited to be recording today's income report. (laughs) It's going to be fun. And Kate has a lot of words she needs to be using in today's income report. So she's going to have the mic sooner than later. But first, Josh, brother, bring it on. You've got a great income report tax tip for us. Break it away. All right, John, I have a confession to make. I did something that... I advise a lot of our clients, a lot of EO Fire listeners not to do, okay? And as you know, we've talked about it many times on these income reports, I always, always tell people not to buy things, especially expensive things like vehicles, simply for the purpose of a tax deduction. In other words, don't justify a purchase you want to make by saying, oh, it'll save me money on taxes, so it's okay. But... I just bought a new vehicle and I at least partially justified it to myself by the very large tax savings it's going to get me. So I want to revisit the topic of purchasing a new vehicle in your business, what the tax savings are and if it's worth doing. Okay, so one reason I considered this is because this changed a little bit. The deduction changed a little bit under the new tax code, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act and it made this deduction a little bit stronger. So since that changed, since I just did it myself, let's revisit how this actually works. And the first thing I want people to understand is when it comes to purchasing a vehicle in your business, it is extremely important how much you're using that in your business versus using it personally. Okay, in order to get any of these major deductions we're talking about, it has to be used at least 50% of the time for business, and the deduction you get will always be Uh, limited by the personal usage. Okay, so just a quick example, if you bought a vehicle for $10,000 and you were able to write off the full $10,000, but you used it 40% of the time personally, you can only take a $6,000 deduction, not a $10,000 deduction. Okay, so it's extremely important. I get people all the time who have a completely online-based business, do no driving for business and say, I bought a new vehicle and I want to deduct in my business. Can't do that. Very least has to be used 51% of the time for business and then it's still limited by excluding that personal use. Okay, but even with that restriction in place, these new laws have significantly increased the deduction available for purchasing a vehicle in your business. And just to give a quick summary of that, 
if you buy what they call a passenger vehicle, which is uh, most cars, all right, almost all cars fall in this category. Some of the smaller trucks, some of the smaller SUVs, it's under 6,000 pounds, basically. If it weighs under 6,000 pounds, you are entitled for potentially up to an $18,000 bonus depreciation deduction, right? Which means instead of depreciating it, depreciating it over five years or however long they want you to, they are now going to give you $18,000 in that very first year to write off immediately, okay? Huge. This used to be $10,000, now it moved to $18,000. And even more importantly, this now applies to both new and used vehicles. Okay, this bonus depreciation used to only apply to new. Now it applies to new and used, which is huge. If you buy a bigger vehicle, okay, so a full-size truck, an SUV, anything over 6,000 pounds, if your business requires you to have a truck, let's say, you can now deduct 100% of the cost of that vehicle as first-year bonus depreciation, right? So buy a, you need a big truck, you buy a $35,000 truck for your business where you're hauling stuff around, you can potentially take $35,000 right away as a tax deduction. Just a huge development for people who need a vehicle for their business, right? And these these are just the deductions for actually purchasing the vehicle. On top of that, you can still deduct the mileage, you can still deduct the gas, the maintenance, the repairs, the interest, all the other things that you've been deducting. This is just new ways you can deduct the purchase price of the vehicle. So huge developments. It has made me slightly reconsider my stance on purchasing vehicles, all right? Let's give a quick example of what I did. I used to buy, up until a few days ago, I used to drive a 2004 Ford F-150 with 185,000 miles on it, all right? I don't drive that often. I don't care much about what my car looks like. Um, I have 17 investment properties that I manage myself, so I need a truck for my business. The truck was fine, but then it started, the, the, the fuel pump just died. I put a new engine in it three years ago. It was starting to get expensive. I started to want a new vehicle, so I wasn't dealing with all these headaches. All right, I ended up purchasing a 2015 Chevy Silverado. It was over 6,000 pounds, so I meet that vehicle limit of the bigger deduction. And after purchase price, taxes, warranties, everything out the door, it was about $30,000. Because I use this pretty much entirely for my rental business, I'm going to immediately deduct $30,000 from my taxes, from my taxable income. Okay, and because I'm in a much higher tax bracket this year than normal because of a few things that came up, selling a business, et cetera, I'm gonna be paying about 45% total taxes, which means this vehicle is going to save me $13,500 on taxes. So I'm getting this almost new truck for an out the door after factoring in tax savings, $16,500. All right, so for me, that was a huge savings, right? I was starting to put money into this, this old truck I had. I can get a new truck, save $13,000 on taxes, and have a total out-the-door cost of $16,500, plus then sell my old truck and put it against it. So what I'm saying here is, yes, I'm slightly more open to people buying cars in their business, but my overall stance has not changed, all right? You cannot buy vehicles you don't need and justify it with the tax benefit. Okay, that's irresponsible, that's a bad financial decision, the math does not add up. However, because of these changes, because of the bigger deduction, if you do need a new vehicle in your business, if you know you're going to need a new vehicle in your business in the next year or so, and this is a high income year, then yes, go buy that, that, that truck or that car for your business, take the large tax deduction, and save the money. Okay, so this is, it's, it's all a financial decision. It's never an emotional decision. You've got to do what the best overall financial decision is for you. Look at it this year. We have a, another month and a half left in the year. Are you going to need a new vehicle for your business? Need a new vehicle for your business. That's the key. If you are, look at this. See if it's going to save you a bunch of money on taxes and potentially consider getting that vehicle. As always, run this by a tax professional, whether it's us or someone else. Make sure you're maximizing this deduction. Make sure you're not buying something that won't qualify. Do it right. All right? As always, they can reach out to me directly, josh at cpmfire.com. They can check out our website, cpmfire.com. And they can always check out our free course on what the best business entity is made specifically for Fire Nation, which they can find at cpmfire.com slash Fire Nation. 
Josh, thank you for once again rocking the mic as always in Fire Nation. Make sure you're either going to cpaonfire.com or just emailing Josh, josh at cpaonfire.com with any questions, concerns that you have about accounting, about taxes. This guy has literally been overseeing that side of our business for over five years now. He is a gem in the rough for sure. But now we're going to shift focus to what went down in Octubre. That is probably a few different languages, but uh, Spanish for sure, uh, how you say October. And for us, we made a pretty big shift while we were on the road, or better word than shift is actually addition while we were on the road. And that addition was to our most recent launch of our course, Real Revenue. Now, real quick, I'm going to give you guys a quick breakdown. Real Revenue is the premium course that leads from your big idea. So anybody that visits yourbigidea.io in less than one hour for free, I give you your big idea with a very specific and proven training. So if you visit yourbigidea.io in one hour, you're going to have your big idea. Awesome. But now what? What's the next step? Well, the next step is taking that big idea and turning it into real revenue, which is why Kate and I created a premium course called Real Revenue. Now, that premium course is $325, and we've had a lot of people jump into that course but I'm going to be honest with you, when people say why they didn't jump into the course, it's always because they cannot afford it. So we brainstormed and we were actually um, happenstance chatting with one of our biggest affiliates, which is Bluehost. And they were saying, how can we bring in more people in the Fire Nation? And I said, well, what if everybody that joins Blue uh, joins Bluehost, you buy them our most recent course, Real Revenue, because I know a lot of people in Fire Nation want Real Revenue, but they can't afford it. But you, Bluehost, have a $3 per month hosting plan of which you pay us a large three-figure per sale, uh, per conversion um, affiliate payout from that. So how about if people join Bluehost at $3 per month, you buy them real revenue. How does that sound? And they said, we would love to do that. It would make a ton of sense because we want to bring in Fire Nation because we know they turn into long-term customers that bring in real value for our business. So we worked the deal out, made it happen, and now you can join Real Revenue by paying $325, which people are doing, or you can join Bluehost through our affiliate link for $3 per month, and Bluehost buys Real Revenue for you. Um, So it's very simple. If you want to learn more about this Fire Nation, just head over to realrevenue.co, scroll to the bottom, that's the sales page, and there's a, a whole option that says join Bluehost and get real revenue um, for free. And you can learn more about it. I have a video that's there. I actually shot that video when I was in Bratislava. Beautiful view of the palace in the background. Super cool video. But again, we decided just to keep it simple with one of our best affiliates. If you join Bluehost at the $3 per month rate, you get an amazing hosting company, Bluehost, for your website. And you get our course, our $325 course, real revenue, plus all the bonuses, all of those bonuses. You know, that's just an incredible value for all the obvious reasons. Um, Before we move on to the next thing, Kate, anything you want to jump in and and share about what we're doing with your big idea, with real revenue, with Bluehost, anything? Well, I'm pretty sure that our offer um, with Bluehost is limited time. Is that right? It is not going to be available forever. Um, I'm actually crossing my fingers because I'm expecting Bluehost at any time to be like, um, we're buying a lot more real revenues than we expected, so we need to tile this back. But it hasn't done it yet, So, uh, but it is limited time. They may shut it off at any point, but for right now, it is open. John, I mentioned this in the travel section too, that you came up with this idea when we were in Bratislava. You shot the video from our Airbnb balcony. Um, a couple of lessons, like... One, when you think outside the box, like you can really win. And I know that that's easy to say, but hard to actually do because, and and I struggle with that because I don't really consider myself a traditional entrepreneur in the sense that I have like all these big picture ideas. And John, the fact that you came up with this idea to team up with Bluehost, you know, had that conversation with them and they thought it was a great idea too. And like that brainstorming, you just never know where a conversation can go. You never know what can happen when you just you know, stop thinking that it has to be like this formulated, um, you know, traditional way of selling products and services. Like what's something different that you can do to still get the uh, 
outcome that you want. So um, just something to think about as you're hearing us talk about like these different things that we have set up, um, very untraditional and it's working out really well. So what do you have going on in your business that maybe isn't like working exactly how you want it to? And what can you do to just kind of shift things a little bit to test it out and see what works? Well, speaking of seeing what works, we're going to be talking about a case study that we did recently with Thinkific in just a minute. But we've been rocking the mic for a little while. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to thank our sponsor. But Fire Nation, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. Fire Nation, I'm here with Ian Siegel, the CEO of Zip Recruiter. And Ian, with the unemployment rates below 4%, it is critical that employers do everything they can to attract the best talent. So can you share some tips that employers need to be aware of? I think the number one thing that you as an employer need to be thoughtful about when you're writing a job description is you're not just describing what you need from the candidates you are also selling the candidate on what it's going to be like to work at your company. So don't just say, here's what I need from you. Say, here's what I need from you, but wait, here's what I'm going to provide for you in the way of an environment. We are a dog-friendly office. We're close to shops and restaurants. We promote from within. We have awesome benefits. We do happy hours every Friday night. Whatever your perk is, whatever makes you special, whatever makes your office special, those are the things that you want to put into your job description because remember, You're not just trying to tell them what you need from them. You're trying to woo them into coming to work for you. Fire Nation, I hope you were taking notes there because it's a job seekers market and job seeker expectations, they are high. And as entrepreneurs, we need to be creative and we have to consider the benefits that will set us apart from our competitors. That has to be considered. I mean, I know if I had a dog and I was looking for a job and that job touted the fact that they were dog friendly, that would be a huge Plus, and when it's time to find the right talent, Fire Nation, there's Zip Recruiter. Zip Recruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right skills, education, and experience, and actively invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, Zip Recruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's no wonder Zip Recruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S., and this is based on Trustpilot ratings of hiring sites with over a thousand reviews. And right now, Fire Nation, you can try Zip Recruiter for free. Free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash F-I-R-E. Ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So, okay, we're back and we're going to chat now about our case study with the one, the only Thinkific. So, kind of give us some background on this and walk us through exactly what happened with Thinkific over this month. All right. So, Fire Nation knows already that we use Thinkific as our course platform. That's where we host Podcasters Paradise, which is our online membership on how to create, grow, monetize your own podcast. And after we got that course up and running on Thinkific, we're like, why don't we move our free courses over to the Thinkific platform as well? It's just such an amazing user experience. And we've gotten a lot of really great feedback from our members that they like the um, the experience that they get consuming the content, how easy it is to find stuff. Um, and it's just a beautiful platform. They make it super easy when you use their templates to set up a course, deliver that to your community. You can do Um, you know, as I'm going to discuss right now, you can put up a free course on there and just ask for opt-ins, or you can also do paid courses like we do with Podcasters Paradise. So when we decided to go with a free course on the Thinkific platform, we also teamed up with Rob from Themific, and he does a lot of like specialty coding and design, um, like developer implementation of sites for Thinkific specifically. So when we started the whole process, I'm thinking like there's going to be a lot of moving pieces for putting your big idea on the Thinkific platform. And it would be really cool if we kind of track the process so that we could share it with you, Fire Nation. So um, I asked Thinkific what they thought and they thought it was a great idea. They were totally on board. They went above and beyond as they always do. (laughs) They not only helped us track the entire process from creating our free course to getting it on the Thinkific platform, they also documented it in this case study that we put together together. 
us and Thinkific. And they have it up on their website, which you can head over and check out, download. Again, it goes through the step-by-step of how we created your big idea, how we got it up on Thinkific, and how we put together a revenue-generating funnel around it. This definitely isn't the first or the last time you're going to hear us talk about the power of creating a free course. Um, If you've tuned into our other income reports, you've probably heard us talk about free podcast course, which leads into Podcasters Paradise. You've now heard us talk several times about your big idea and how that leads into real revenue and our mastermind, the revenue crew. So, um, you know, creating these free courses has helped us open up multiple funnels that lead to some of our highest generating revenue streams. If you check out our income report this month, you'll see that Podcasters Paradise Real Revenue and the Revenue Crew resulted in a huge chunk of our income. So again, if you want to check out that PDF download, the entire case study that Thinkific helped us put together, you can head over to eofire.com forward slash Thinkific case study, and it will take you straight to the page where you can download that PDF. Again, a lot of really amazing info and a huge shout out to Thinkific for helping us with creating that. eofire.com slash Thinkific case study, Fire Nation. Get over there. A lot of people put a lot of hours into this for you. So just take advantage of it. I mean, do these things because it is action takers that win the day. And speaking about action takers, I have something to share with you, Fire Nation. It's called Puerto Palooza. Puerto Palooza, where beautiful entrepreneurs instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. <laughs> that is Puerto Palooza. Now, I will say that we have had a Puerto Palooza in the past. Um, it was incredible. So this will be Puerto Palooza 2, and we are going to be, be, uh, be making it bigger and better than ever. I mean, number one was amazing. We are still friends and in touch with every single person that came to Puerto Palooza 1, and we know it's just the same kind of thing that's going to happen for Puerto Palooza 2. So what is it? Well, it's a three-day, very small, less than eight people, intimate mastermind here at our home in Puerto Rico. So you fly to Puerto Rico, We pick you up at the airport, and by we, I mean either myself and Kate or a driver, and we will get you down to our amazing community of Palmas Del Mar. We put you up in beautiful Airbnbs, and we have everything covered, all meals, all lodging, all activities from the minute you land in Puerto Rico. It is an incredible event. Over the course of day one and day two, we have just a very intimate sit-down mastermind where I put each and every person that that is there on a hot seat for a couple hours, not a short period of time, for a couple hours, and we are going to completely break down and build up your business, your funnels, whatever it might be, and you are going to finish that hot seat with an amazing opportunity of mine. Then you get to go upstairs to what might even be a hotter seat into Kate's office where she is going to be creating a content creation plan for you. We can even get your virtual assistant on a call while you're sitting in Kate's office to walk them through exactly what you need to do because you are gonna leave this Puerto Palooza with an amazing funnel by yours truly, JLD, and an amazing content creation plan by Caitlin Anderson, Caitlin Erickson, not to mention that you are going to be able to hear the other people's hot seats. You're going to be able to hear their questions, their concerns, and make amazing friends and breakthroughs and aha moments. And that's just day one and day two. Day three, Let's be honest, you're in the Caribbean, so we're going to go out and have some fun on the Caribbean. We're going to jump on a yacht, and we are going to go out into the Caribbean to an island that is uninhabited. We're going to be able to splash around and have some fun to an incredible snorkeling reef. So bring your suntan lotion, bring your hats, because it is quite sunny, and just bring the desire to have fun on day three. So day one and day two, it's going to be in our home in Puerto Rico, breaking down your business, building up your business, breaking down your content creation plan, building up your content creation plan. We have already sold more than half of the spots of Puerto Palooza, because again, these are small, limited, intimate mastermind numbers. So if you want to be a part of this, 
It's application only. We, you and I, that's me and you, will jump on a call after you apply and we'll see if you're the right fit for Puerto Palooza. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I have said no to multiple people because they are not the right fit. So if you come to Puerto Palooza, it is because you are the right fit, period. And we're gonna be excited to have you here. And you can just visit puertopalooza.com. That's Puerto, like Puerto Rico, P U E R. T-O, Palooza, P-A-L-O-O-Z-A dot com. You can apply and we will be in touch. Um, Again, this is very limited. It's going to be happening February 7th to the 11th. Is that right, date-wise, Kate? Yes. February 7th to the 11th. So time is ticking. Get over to portopalooza.com. Let's jump on a call after you apply and we'll see if you're the right fit. What do you want to add to this, Kate? Um, just that I'm really excited for Puerto Palooza. We had an amazing time in 2017. Like you said, we had such a great group of entrepreneurs down here, all who were really excited and super invested in, you know, progressing with their business and learning new ideas and new things, not just from you, John, and not just from me, but from the other attendees that were there as well. Um, one of the uh, great piece of feedback that we got from the event was how much people enjoyed, you know, hearing other people's hot seats and how many takeaways they had from hearing about other people's struggles and, you know, what they were looking to accomplish in their business. So an amazing opportunity. We hope to see you in a hot seat here in Puerto Rico. And again, Fire Nation, we know we might be throwing out a few links as we're talking on this episode, but as always, you can just visit eofire.com slash income 62 income 62 and that is the actual post of this income report with all the links all the pictures which is coming specifically into focus like how i did that in this next little section here where we did 31 days uh, 31 days of october of course 11 countries in one cruise an incredible month of october but before we dive into that just one more time portopalooza.com get over there apply we'll chat we'll see if you're the right fit and then we will see you in puerto rico in february so kate 31 days 11 countries one cruise what the heck who are these crazy people <laughs> me and you oh yeah <laughs> um wow october september and october were both such incredible months i mean we did so much preparation and planning leading up to this trip which we talked about in last month's income report um the version on the website because john we actually didn't record an income report last month yeah we were on vacation Holla. crazy <laughs> um but this month we're excited to break down uh some of the stops that we visited and I don't just want to break down the stops and like tell you that they were incredible and give you like some of our biggest highlights from traveling. I really want to talk about what we did in each place as it relates to kind of business and entrepreneurship. Because John, as you know, um, and as you said, we were definitely on vacation. And I'm going to talk about that in our biggest lessons learned for this income report as well. Um, But you know, we weren't without entrepreneurial conversations, uh, meeting up with lots of amazing people from the Fire Nation family, and, you know, really brainstorming and talking about what the rest of 2018 looks like, what 2019 looks like. And what I found really amazing about those conversations is they felt, um, they felt just easier to have, I guess, being removed a bit from the business. I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, when you're like in the thick of things and you're just in this everyday routine of like being at your computer pretty much all day, every day, talking about business can sometimes be like you're too in it and separating ourselves, really taking that time to be pretty much hands off in the business. Um, and having those conversations just felt made them feel so much more powerful and they actually kind of made like more sense to me. Did you get that feeling at all, John? I could say absolutely. Okay. So I'm not crazy. Good. <laughs> I didn't say uh, that, but yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So in October, our first stop was in Berlin, Germany, and we got to meet up with a Fire Nation faithful, Christine. She's been on um, Entrepreneurs on Fire, actually. Isn't that right, John? She actually joined Podcasters Paradise yeah. after we hung out, too. So awesome. Um, we not only got to spend the entire day with Christine as like our personal host and guide in Berlin, which was so cool because 
she knew all the amazing places to go. Um, But it was also so cool because we kind of like each of us went back to the beginning of how our entrepreneurial journey even started. And do you remember Christine's story about how she was at that event and she had no intention of like spending more money or joining any programs and like by the end of day one, she had invested a large amount of money in joining a mastermind, which totally changed the entire course of her business and like subsequently her life. And it was just really cool to like hear her story. I love hearing different different people's stories about like how they got started and, um, you know, really hearing from somebody personally, the fears that they faced um, when they took their first leap, uh, what, what they went through in kind of starting their business. It's just so interesting to me. And yeah, when she was describing like, that phone call she had to make to her husband to like let yeah. him know. Like I could tell that you and I were both like, <laughs> I would have been so freaked out. Um, but you know, it really proves that in those moments of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like what am I doing? Is this the right thing to do? Um, you know, it really shone a light on the fact that those are the moments when you are most uncomfortable that are usually your biggest breakthrough moments, as was the case for Christine. I definitely know that's been the case for me as well. Like when I look back to the times that I was most uncomfortable in my life, those were my biggest growth points. So um, had a really great time in Berlin and so much history there. I feel like I took a history class all over again throughout all of our travels. Um, And Berlin was just really amazing. Wouldn't you agree, John? Totally. So our next stop after that was Vienna, Austria. And I kind of feel like Vienna was the place where you and I both kind of like had the biggest cities by sound feel. Like there's just so many places to see in Vienna. It's so big. There's museums and palaces and churches and castles and monuments literally everywhere you look like you could not walk down a street without seeing something like that. And for me, I know that like cities by sound was definitely on my mind as we were walking through Vienna. Um, do you want to give a little cities by sound, uh, background? Yeah. Well, you know, cities by sound is something that Kate and I came up with back in like the 2014 timeframe and we were in Prague and Rick Steves, had an audio walk into our Prague and ended up just being two of the most enjoyable hours of our entire trip, let alone even just Prague in general. And we said, man, this just is such a better experience than anything else, like trying to open up a book or a map or whatever else, being on some group tour with like 17 languages, such a better experience, so cool, so fun. And I said, this just needs to be done bigger and better than what he's doing too. I mean, and it can be. And, you know, for a long time, Kate and I were just like, man, like we can do this. Like we have the skills, the knowledge and the financial and location independence to make a cities by sound happen where we travel to the uh, world's greatest cities and create, you know, three, four, five, six audio walking tours, whatever that city merits and just really do it right. So, you know, future generations can just enjoy these cities in a much better experience than is currently happening, you know, for now. And with just, again, the more traditional things that you see now. And, and a lot of these cities I was at, I was like, yeah, there's definitely two or three walking tours here. Vienna, I was like, man, there might be like 10. I mean, there was obviously the city of Vienna itself, but then out to Schobrunn Palace. Uh, there was just so many different places in Vienna that were so incredible. And it just really said, you know, this could be a vastly improved experience with something like audio walking tours of the world's greatest cities. Yeah. And I mean, Rick Steve's audio walking tours were the first thing that we did if they were available in the location we were traveling to. And like you said, just make the travel experience, um, I think so much better. Like, remember the other walking tour that we did in uh, Budapest? Yeah. And and it was not Rick Steves. And it was very obvious that it wasn't Rick Steves. And we were just kind of like, oh my gosh, this like this could be so much better and it could make such a big difference on your travels. But, you know, to each his own. I think my mom was kind of frustrated by the audio tours. But um, yeah, to each yeah. his own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just actually am looking at this picture that you posted of Bratislava. That's an epic photo. Um, oh, of the balcony? Yeah, so good. Uh, there's definitely like, it was so hard to choose the photos to post here. And 
Actually, uh, we have a link on the post that accompanies the income report to our travel page where you can find so many more photos. And I'm quite behind on updating that for our trip this time. But um, that picture in Bratislava, which was our next stop after Vienna, is actually exactly where you recorded the Real Revenue and Bluehost video that I referenced earlier. Um, So definitely head over and check that out. Bratislava was one of our favorite stops. Holy cow, what a quaint, beautiful, special, magical place. If you've thought about going to Bratislava, you definitely should. Um, After that, we hit Budapest, which was huge and amazing. Um, We covered tons of ground there. And actually, I kind of feel like in Budapest is where John, you and I really started talking about like some passion projects that we're excited about in 2019. Do you want to quickly share what one of yours is? Um, Can you remind me? (laughs) (laughs) About health and wellness. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we were on these epic strolls. I mean, some of the days we were doing 25 to 30,000 steps. I think even one day we hit 35,000 steps. I mean, just absolute nonstop walking from the minute we walked out the door until getting back late, late that evening. And, you know, we just had some great chats along the way. And, and one thing that's been a big focus of mine for really the past few years, and I continue just to kind of dial up my focus on it and my care about it is health and wellness. And so much so that I actually am looking at potentially launching a brand called Cleanseworthy because I've just recognized how powerful cleanses and detoxes can be to the body. And it's a great way to really get people kickstarted into health and wellness because listen, not everybody can change everything they do overnight and you know work out a million hours a day, which you shouldn't be anyways, or change all of your dietary habits you know every, every minute going forward for the next six months. But everybody can do a, a one, two, three-day cleanse. And, and that can just be something that gets the momentum going. So I'm going to be launching a brand called Cleanse Worthy. We're going to be able to learn about different cleanses and detoxes. And you're going to be able to actually do your own at-home cleanse to kind of just start that overall cleansing of your body and hopefully get some good momentum going. And it's going to be something that I, I really am excited to work on in tours in 2019 and just kind of always, or I should say, it's just as kind of going towards the mentality that I talk about a lot of, where's your passion? Where's your curiosity? Like go in that direction. And for me, that's it. So I want to be learning about these things. So why not be documenting? Why not be sharing? Why not be bringing you, anybody that wants to be joining me on this journey along with me on this journey? So cleanseworthy.com, something to just keep note on. And I'm just kind of putting it out there. It's not live or anything yet, but it is a brand in the works. And I love the idea that this is kind of like more of a lifestyle thing. It's not like, hey, like cleanses and detox two to three days and then like go back to, you know, not being very good about health and wellness. It's kind of like, hey, cleanses and detoxes are amazing to help you kind of jumpstart, like you said, renew, but it's with an entire lifestyle around it of health and wellness. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like not like you need to change everything about how you eat and exercise right now. Go through this detox, go through this cleanse, see how you feel. And from that point, what can we do next? Like what's one more thing now that we can do? Like what's one thing we can take away? You know, maybe it's soda and replace it with water. And then what's maybe one supplement you can add? And if you live, you know, north of the 37th parallel, like you probably need to be taking vitamin D. It's just reality. You're not getting good sun. So what is one thing you can do every single time you double down to just get into the better overall optimal health. It would be really cool for you to do like little tidbits like that. I mean, what you said about the 37th something, like I had no idea that that even existed. Yeah, so there's, you know, the 37th parallel and the sun below that, like down here in Puerto Rico, we get the nice, awesome, quality, powerful vitamin D rays from the sun. But above that, places like Maine and, you know, anywhere around there, you even if you're out in the sun, you're just still not getting that high quality vitamin D just because of the tilt of the earth and you're just not getting enough of the power from the sun because you're just a further distance away and it's just a weaker ray overall because you're not as close to the equator. So yeah, just things like that. Good stuff. I love it. Um, After Budapest, we went to Naples, Italy, which was awesome. Uh, My favorite part of Naples by far was our day exploring Sorrento, Positano, Amalfi, and Ravello. And Gosh, that picture of you, John, and I'm pretty sure that was Positano is 
epic. It's pretty like, epic. I, it is pretty epic. I feel like epic. we need to print that and print it <laughs> or something. It's beautiful. Yeah, the Amalfi Coast was great. But I got to call you out, Kate. Was Naples really awesome? I mean, you did just say that. Well, I got to do the archaeological museum, which I thought was really cool. But I mean, I guess our rankings of the places we visited kind of tell the story. I mean, I think Naples ended up actually, was it last place for both of us? Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not awesome because we went to all awesome places or mostly awesome places. But, you know, I think we just can't be throwing around terms. I personally wasn't super impressed with Naples. I didn't get to see as much of Naples as Kate did because I was actually uh, in a little bit of work mode during that time. And it just didn't really work out for me to see a ton of Naples. Uh, But what I saw, I thought it was a pretty average, gritty, and in a lot of places, dirty city. Um, But it had had its pros as well, specifically outside of it with Mount Vesuvius, which which I got to hike. Kate got to get out to Pompeii. And of course, we, the two of us together, did the Amalfi Coast Tour, which was beautiful. So I personally give Naples like uh, a C- minus overall as a city. But um, there's definitely some cool things around it that might make it worthwhile to visit. Well, and we've also got to consider like, the fact that we were literally staying on a main thoroughfare busy street, which is totally my bad. <laughs> Airbnb reviews are very important. Um, but we literally like didn't sleep because of how busy and loud that city is. And yeah. it just literally never stops. And that was a huge con of our time in Naples. Huge. Um, so, yeah. Huge, huge. Moving right along. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, next, we hopped on a 10-day cruise that um, went from Rome and stopped in Dubrovnik, Croatia, um, which was so cool. KOTOR, Montenegro, Corfu, Greece. And in Greece, we also stopped at Olympia, which was really awesome to see the, um, the Olympic stadium and all of the startings of the Olympic games. That was really cool. Um, Athens, uh, we did Santorini. Oh my gosh. The boat was a rockin' in Santorini. Such like crazy weather. I'm so glad I had my seasickness patches in full effect. <laughs> like, I I mean, we had to wait over two hours to tender to Santorini because of how bad the weather was. Like the cruise ship could not find a spot that it was felt that it was safe enough to like tender people in. So that was kind of a dizzy. Um, and then our last night on the cruise, holy cow, I thought I was going to fall out of bed at some points. So didn't like, it was so crazy. Have you ever, I mean, I've been on eight cruises and nothing even came close to that. I mean, we were yeah. just on some incredibly rough seas. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, luckily, we got to get off the boat that next morning. <laughs> um, and we had such an amazing time. We were on board with 17 people. We had a group of 17, um, some amazing entrepreneurial friends from right here in Palmas, Puerto Rico. Um, we had some family members on board, which was so cool. My parents, John's parents, his sister, his niece. Um, and it was such a great crew of people to, you know, not only were we going out uh, doing excursions at the stops with everyone, but, you know, we were getting to have like master my dinners together and during our sea days, you know, hanging out at the pool together, man, that was just an overall, okay, not to be throwing around words. That was an awesome cruise. But see, that's the thing is if you call Naples awesome, then you call the cruise awesome. Like you're kind of not being fair to the cruise because the cruise was awesome. So that is a good use of the word awesome. Okay. True, true. I get it. (laughs) Uh, Then we were able to spend a couple days in Rome after which kind of wrapped our October. Um, Rome, uh, see, I want to say that Rome was awesome. I think Rome was was. amazing. I I love Rome. I feel like I need to be better with like different descriptors. Adjectives. Yeah. Um, So you would say, what would you call it? Amazing. It was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, Rome was amazing. I would actually use the word magnificent. I mean, for Rome, you just have so many incredible ruins and buildings and the diversity and the food. I mean, Rome is a very special city. I mean, even back in 2014, when we first were talking about cities by sounds, and you would never, I don't even think you've been to Italy at that point, or you had just been to Italy for the first time. Um, and you were saying, where do you think we'd start? I said, Rome. Rome is where you start cities by sounds. I mean, it's unbelievable. Mm. I eat so much pasta. Yeah, pasta. So good. Pesto pasta. Pesto pasta. 
Um, yeah, that kind of, that wraps up October. Yeah. October. And there's actually a great picture of me blowing a kiss to the Coliseum at the final picture in the eofire.com slash income 62 post. So definitely get on over there, Kate, anything you want to wrap up about that trip before we move on to the actual income numbers? Nope. I'm going to wrap it all up in our biggest lesson learned. 2018's income breakdown, our product and service, we brought in $131,000. We did over 375 journal sales. Actually, we did a total of 379, um, which brought in over $14,000. Uh, the podcast journal, which is live, sold 30, and Amazon, which is super awesome. We sold an average of one a day, so really, really cool to get the podcast journal out to people in the Amazon space. If you're listening right now and you like the idea of the podcast journal, well, you can go to thepodcastjournal.com, and it is idea to launch in 50 days. And please, for Kate's sake, um, leave a review on Amazon for the podcast journal because uh, we need them. We have over 500 for the Freedom Journal, over 100 for the Mastery Journal, but the podcast journal uh, just got into Amazon and it needs some reviews. So just go search for the podcast journal or for just John Lee Dumas or any of those things in Amazon and that'll pop up at some point and go ahead and buy it and leave a review and we will thank you. Um, Podcasters Paradise brought in $30,000, which is obviously awesome. And our podcast sponsorship was rocking at $61,000. And a bunch of other awesome stuff came in revenue-wise that we have all listed out on the income report. Our affiliate income was $45,000, 29 of which came from ClickFunnels. And uh, some other awesome stuff. Biohacking Secrets by Anthony DiClemente brought in 2300 The Boost Blog Traffic with John Morrow brought in over 4000 And again, we listed everything out uh, else that we generate revenue with affiliate-wise at eofire.com slash income62. For a total gross income of $176,000, our business expenses were... $21,000, which we listed out. Our recurring and subscription-based expenses were $2,800, which is not cheap for a total total expenses of $23,915. Um, so that brought our net profits to $152,000 for the month of October, which, by the way, we spent on a cruise ship and in 11 different countries in Airbnbs, working an average of, I'm going to give it an honest average of like 90 minutes a day is probably what we averaged. So work that out by the hour. I think our hourly rate was pretty impressive in October, Kate. Yeah, I would say that's kind of high. <laughs> I'm actually going to do the math while you are um, giving us our biggest lesson learned. Sweet. Um, so as I have said and alluded and mentioned throughout this income report is during our 60-day European adventure in September and October and just a wee little bit in November, um, we learned and discovered and we thought about a lot of stuff. We had this amazing opportunity to, um, John and I spent a lot of time together (laughs) (laughs) as we always do, but like Actually, when we're home in Puerto Rico in our offices, like we're basically in our offices all day. But like we I mean, were, we're, spending... we're within 10 feet of each other, but we're not like spending time with each other. Yeah. But I mean, when you walk 30,000 steps a day, like that kind of provides a lot of time to talk about stuff, which so was it's... awesome. I loved it. Um, so it gave us the opportunity. Was it doing... awesome? <laughs> Darn. <laughs> I'm going to come up with a list for next time. <laughs> it was awesome, by uh... the way. Um, but it allowed us to engage in multiple drawn out conversations about our business, where we're at in life right now and what we see ourselves doing moving forward. And again, these were really fun conversations to have. They opened up a lot of possibilities, again, not just related to entrepreneurs on fire. I mean, we definitely talked loads about entrepreneurs on fire cause we love you, but we talked about a lot of other stuff too, like our passion projects. John talked about Cleanseworthy, Um, and Like what I found from those conversations, though, it made me realize that for the first time in several years, we both stepped away from the business almost completely. And we really focused on pretty much 
everything but being at our computers. As John said, max 90 minutes a day, we were at our computers. And like, that was great time. We were super focused. We were very intentional about what we were working on. Um, But in relation to the other activities and the things that we did throughout our trip, that was a very small chunk of time. Again, this is not to say that we weren't thinking about the business and doing everything that we needed to do to stay in touch with the community and to serve you because that's our priority for sure. Um, But it is to say that it proved a lot when it comes to where our business is at and what type of business we've created, which I think is so important to be considered when you're creating your business. What type of business do you want to create? And the type of business that we've created here at Entrepreneurs on Fire, it doesn't just show in our income numbers and the fact that we haven't lost any ground despite traveling for 60 days. And it doesn't just show in the pictures that we took and the stories that we share with you here about our travels on the income report. Um, but it shows up everywhere. It shows up in the lifestyle that we've created and that we were very grateful and lucky to be living right now. It shows up in the stories that you share with us, Fire Nation, about your successes and your progress with your business. And thanks to you, the ripple effect that we've created with Entrepreneurs on Fire together, it continues even when we are not at our computers. And I think that's just a really profound and exciting and lucky thing to realize. And I'm so proud that we've been able to create that here. So I highly encourage you to ask yourself today, what type of business are you creating? And more importantly, is that the type of business that you want? That was well said. And I'm just going to end with Kate, guess the dollar amount per hour that we made while we were in October. Oh man, that's going to make me really bad at math. Okay, I'm not going to make you guys actually. But what I did was I took our 90 minutes a day, multiplied it by two, because obviously you work 90, I work 90 on average. So that was three hours a day for 93 hours for the month, um, divided by 152,000 and change, brought us out to you and I were both earning, sitting side by side, we were both earning $1,638 per hour. Wow. So if you add it together, sitting side by side, we were making over $3,200 per hour um, while we were on this trip for you know the limited time that we work. So Fire Nation, it's not going to happen overnight. Um, it's not going to happen over month, over year, but you can build a business that will keep paying you while you're on the road. And you know, for myself and Kate, it was more maintenance mode. Like we were keeping up on emails. We were kind of checking in on our virtual assistants, but you know, we weren't necessarily creating, you know, all the episodes for Entrepreneurs on Fire was already created, um, this and that. I mean, we did do one webinar, uh, but, you know, there wasn't a ton of creating while we were there. There was a lot of thinking and talking. So, I mean, like you can have breakthroughs because you have space and you have this time to actually think and not always just be like in your inbox or in your social media, which can be a big benefit as well. And definitely gave me, and I know Kate as well, some great uh, brainstorming opportunities. So, Until next month, Fire Nation, keep your fire burning. We hope you enjoy these income reports. Let us know. Check it out at eofire.com slash income62 for all the links and the pictures that we were talking about. Final call to action because I would love to see you, if you're the right fit, at Puerto Palooza 2019, February 7th to 11th. So head over to puertopalooza.com. Apply. You and I are going to jump on a call. And if we decide during that call that you're the right fit, meaning that you think you're the right fit and I think you're the right fit and you want to come, then we can talk next steps. So definitely jump over there. We'd love to see you. This is not a small investment just to warn you for sticker shock, but um, it's going to be an amazing worthwhile experience for people that can and want to come. So on that note, Fire Nation, keep up the heat and we'll catch you on the flip side. If you're looking to hire, then I've got great news. ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for quality candidates to find you. It finds them for you. ZipRecruiter's powerful technology scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills and experience and then actively invites them to apply to your job. That means you get quality candidates fast. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter. Once again, the smartest way to hire.